Doug and Marty versus the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, what do you know? It's almost the end of June already. First half is over. Second half's about to begin. And uh, wow, it's like I've never seen it like this before. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Thank you for tuning in today. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is like... uh, you know, something, so many people for so many years have said that Roe v. Wade's going to get overturned and, you know, and it's just gone on and on. It's like been like almost 50 years, right? It's been over 50 years that we've had legal abortion here in Washington state. Washington state was the first place to legalize abortion. That's right. And, uh, but then now all of a sudden, you know, Friday morning, we find out, oh, it actually did happen. So that's another uh, testimony that prayer changes things people have been praying for this and that you have to keep praying you have to keep going and also people have taken action and so we pray and we obey brother we get we get out and do something and so this is uh this is outstanding and it was uh kind of amazing to me but i was telling you off the air that you know i was reading the uh you know when someone's about to die uh, and they're giving their final sermon, it might be worth listening to. So I was listening to Stephen uh, by reading it uh, before he got stoned. And he had brought up that uh, in the 40 years in the desert, there was these two idols that they were following. And one of these idols was this one with its outstretched arms made out of bronze that they would heat up super hot and put babies in and kill babies. And then the priest had said they would pound the drum so the parents couldn't hear the screams of the child as the child was dying. And isn't that what they're doing today, bro? They're beating drums, they're screaming and hollering and yelling so that we can't hear the sound of the babies dying, brother. A hundred percent. They've uh, weaponized, uh, commercialized, if you will. This is a demonic industry it has been for years. I mentioned this uh, on a different show too, that the fact that uh, politically engaged, you have the Planned Parenthoods that are making billions of dollars on destroying babies in the wombs, selling baby parts. We got video of this. And so it's wickedness. We know throughout scripture, though, child sacrifice is part of witchcraft. It's, it's child sacrifice is core to anti-God things. When God says, what you do to the least of these, you do to me, right? This idea that children come to me, right? Uh, better for you not to this, or you have a millstone tied around your neck. So God's very clear on, on protecting children. And so the enemy is very clear on destroying children in the womb, out of the womb, indoctrinating them, whatever. So, yeah. So what you see is the gnashing of teeth out there right now. You see um, the mobs and and the riots that they plan now. They leaked this on purpose. We still don't know who did this. They still have to be held accountable, but God bless this Supreme court. God bless the six, three vote for two in a row. God bless Donald Trump for appointing three constitutional based conservative judges that actually was able to hear these cases. And Clarence Thomas, he's my hero uh, over this last week, brother. He'd been there on the court quietly as a conservative for many, 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 many years, just abused getting there by Democrats. 
you know, and you would be thinking he'd be celebrated as the uh, first black man on the Supreme Court, right? But no, no, he, nothing but ridicule. He's getting the last word, not only on Friday, where they overturned Roe v. Wade, sending the uh, issue of abortion back to individual states. As it is, you have ha about half the states that are going to be for it, about half the states are against it. That will settle out over time as, as pro-life advocates can now work at the state level. Uh, you already have one state that has already outlawed abortion immediately on the heels of the, 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 of the notice, which is great. The other one, though, on Thursday, I'll just make it quick. Did you see this one? Where they struck down the New York unconstitutional law about the second amendment uh, for a hundred years. I love that decision where yeah. he said, you don't have to show a reasonable cause why you should have free speech or why you should get to go to church. So right. why should you have to show cause to carry your firearm? He said, it's not a second class, right? This is yes. the same as that was a great decision. I love how he wrote it, though, in a, in a way that he tied in the 14th Amendment as well. So you have the Second Amendment that's supported by the 14th Amendment that says that we can't be treated unequally. And people that were gun owners were being treated unequally as well. Uh, very powerful. So, and of course, behind the scenes, you have about 14 Republicans at the U.S. House and Congress going along with Democrats to actually pass yeah, that, that's that's just weird, brother. Uh, what's your take on that? I mean, I, I, I you know, these 14 uh, so-called Republican senators, yeah. uh, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, I mean, the, the usual suspects and a host of others coming right. from these very, very Republican states. And yet they do that. Do, did their constituents really want them to disarm lawful citizens with these red flag, which would completely unconstitute? I mean, red flag laws basically violate the due process, right? The due process yep. clause. You can't yep. be deprived of life, liberty, or property. And last time I checked, brother, guns are property. They're my property. Exactly right. And you yep. can't come and take them without due process. That means you got to like get a grand jury, you got to get a conviction and you got to get a decision from a judge and they just come and take it. Yeah. And we, didn't we see that in uh, New Orleans? We did. During the Hurricane Katrina catastrophe. Yep. They went through and they registered all the guns. And then during the catastrophe, they confiscated all the guns. And then, of course, you had rampant criminals with guns, law-abiding citizens unprotected and in danger. So- which is what they want to do. I'm not trying to put past uh, dispersions, but we've heard them say this is what they want. They want to disarm America. Um, so both. Well, of course they do yeah. because they don't trust us anymore because we're on to them. Yes. But they are there. Yeah. You know, what was it that George Washington said? I think it was when the government, uh, when the people fear the government, you have tyranny. When the government fears the people, you have liberty. And yes. so, be, you know, they no longer fear us or they fear us in a way that that makes them so they want to disarm us. So they don't fear us so they can take away our liberty and bring tyranny. And these these unconstitutional, uh, for example, here in Washington state, we have the last remaining uh, emergency proclamation still in force 840 some days later. And um, and this is the kind of thing that we've got to say no. And, uh, you know, we just, regardless of whether or not we have a, a state of emergency, we need to exercise our civil rights. 
Yes. No, I'm not closing my business. You don't have the right to make me close my, no, I'm not, you know, uh, whatever. And um, so this, uh, you know, this, all this stuff is coming to a head. Do you think the Roe v. Wade thing is going to make uh, as big of a difference in the midterm election as the Democrats do? Or are you like me thinking that maybe $6 a gallon gas uh, out of control crime, homelessness, and inflation might be more on people's mind than Roe v. Wade. Uh, Roe v. Wade has always been an issue, uh, always been a political issue as well. The left tries to use in every election. Oh, the right's trying to do this. We know numerically that we have a younger generation that's more aware of science and technology, that they're more pro-life than they ever have been. So no, I, I, I agree with you, Doug, that it's going to be the issues that are facing them immediately today. The issues like the gas pump, like the camp, find a house, a housing affordability, all these things they're dealing with that are policy issues by this bad government, the leftist government in Washington State and D.C. that are doing this. Now, I think this will actually motivate more conservative voters to come out. They see the silver lining, if you will, where you have victory after 50 years at the federal level on two major cases. That gives us a lot of fodder to fight these cases at the state level and turn out the vote. I see initiatives. I've seen legislators. I see candidates now that say, I support the Supreme Court ruling on your Second Amendment rights and your, uh, your, your right to protect your baby. You know, And so I would encourage every single uh, voter out there, challenge your person, your uh, person you want to vote for. Before you vote for them, ask them where they stand on these things. They should be solidly on the Constitution side, solidly on God's side, solidly on baby sides. Don't you think, Doug? Yeah, and and um, this is a, you know, they. I think they did a, a list of like fifteen issues, and uh, recent polling of like your top fifteen issues. And I believe, and it could have been ten or whatever, but I, I don't remember the exact number. But I remember that climate change was at the bottom. <laughs> it was what, like number 15 out of 15. You know what was number 14 out of 15? It was abortion. Abortion, yeah. the, this abortion thing. And so this is not uh, what's on people's minds. You know what's number one on the hit parade, brother, is inflation. Number yep. two is energy prices. Number three is crime. Yep. <laughs> number four is homelessness. You know, so these things are um, uh, more important to the electorate and to the to you to us. You know, like let's take climate change for example. You and I are both outdoorsmen. We love to go yep. out. We love to fish, hunt. We like to be outside, hike, ride our motorcycles, whatever. And the last thing we want to do is hurt the environment. We love the environment. We, you know, the right. environment. We were, you know, you and it's like you and I were raised outside. I mean, you were raised yep. at the at Cooley Dam. You couldn't stay inside. It's too hot. In the well, there summer. you go, right? Too cold <laughs> in the winter. But any rate, we um we you know we love the out we love the outdoors. We want to protect the environment. And the average we American are conservationists. Wants, we yes, really are. The yeah. average American wants to protect the environment. Yes. But we want to do it, we want to do it in a way that's like real. You know, like fossil fuels actually saved the world because fossil fuels allowed us to not cut down our forests for firewood and right. how much wood fires pollute a lot more than fossil fuels pollute. Correct. Right. And then also what else did fossil fuels allow us to do? Well, they allowed us to mass farm tractors, combines, things like that fed the world 
right? Yes. Stop, stop starvation. What else did fossil fuels do, brother? They create chemicals that help us have pesticides and and medicines for healing people. I mean, this this war on fossil fuels is like, you know, it's like killing your father and your mother. I mean, it's right. like, literally these things are benefits to us. I would. And yet we, you know, and it was the, it was the free market brother that invented the Prius. It wasn't the government regulating it. The free market that they said, Hey, we found a new way to do batteries. We put this hybrid. Now we can get a 50 mile a gallon car. And who wouldn't want that? You know, if it was reasonably priced or whatever. Did I lose you? You lost me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking. Yep. But I, but I'm just saying uh, this, that's why it's, that's why climate change is so low on the list because people like, yeah, we want to protect the environment, but you know, what's more important is feeding my kids, feeding yep. my, you know, feeding my family, taking care of, you know, uh, the people that I love and, you know, and you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to go on a vacation, right. Or go do something. And, and when you, when you, take all of everybody's extra money that they were going to go, you know, to the beach with. And it's now it costs that just to feed the kids or, you know, take care of yourself or put gas in the car to go to work. Um, you know, and these elitists, they, that, you know, they're not being affected by this. It's, it's the middle class that's taken the hit brother. It is the middle class. It's, it's families that can barely get by the minimum, the low income, medium income, those people that were, like you said, had planned to set something aside now cannot set it aside. They have to spend it on gas. Or well, on and if you do set it aside, it's not worth as much, right? Yeah, because the declining, true. the declining buying power of the dollar. So let's say you put that in the bank and the bank gives you, you know, one or 2% interest or whatever, which they don't. Um, but inflation is 8%. It loses its value yep. at 8% a year, 8.5, 9, 10% a year. So who would want to do that? Right. And that's kind of that, you know, that situation with the un, unjust servant, right. Where he buries the, 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 the resources. Yep. Yep. And so, and this might be time to invest in the kingdom of God, brother. This might be in time to trust God. You know, uh, one of the things about the, uh, the Bible and, and just my own personal experiences, you can't outgive God, right? He says, if you, if you give, it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Right. So this is a, maybe we need, it's time to, for us to store up treasure where our heart is, where it says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if all of a sudden we're into world vision, if we're into Franklin Graham's, um, what is that? Uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse, right? right if we're right. into, um, you know, Child Help USA, if we're into a, a million other uh, charities and we're giving to our church and we're tithing and we're doing it, what did God say he would do? He would say he would take care of you. Yes. He would take care of you. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's miraculous. And, and why, why are we depriving ourselves of the miraculous by thinking it all depends on us? I love it too. Um, on my other show, Doug, I use that exact same quote today, biblical quote, and the one where if you honor your parents, you'll have a long life, right? Yeah. Where it has a, a promise in it. This is what I was saying too. This is exactly, I love how we think alike in these ways. Test God in this, trust God in this, put him to this, give him more right? Serving more, you know, honor those around you, but that's awesome. So by faith, yeah, be more generous than you were before mm -hmm. by faith, be more aggressive in serving God than you were before. Look at what God has done. Roe v. Wade. I mean, honestly, brother, I was skeptical. I, I even, I was even skeptical up until yesterday because right. of 
Brett Kavanaugh being threatened, this guy, you know, trying to kill Brett Kavanaugh, stuff like that. Would our Supreme Court justices maintain courage in the face of even having their lives and families threatened, brother? I mean, that's so gangster. That's so mafia. And to right? have it 6-3 means they all stood together and said, this is so important. And they sent it back. They had the right case that came before them where they chose to hear it. And I, I love the the ruling. I love the the verbiage of it. Now we know and we understand that there are places like Washington and California and others have already banded together some kind of compact to be make it like abortion on demand come to our state. We can fight that. We can fight that here. We can fight it in every state. Uh, but remember you talked about Rick uh, Joyner saying the, the sorting of the state, if you will. Yeah, there's gonna, the there's, sheep and the goats, baby. Yeah, uh, there's there's a sorting going on of those that support life and those that don't support life. You know, whether it be red or blue, the point is, is there's definitely right now states aligning with we're not going to support this. We're going to ban this, protect babies. And there will be states that go just the opposite direction. Hey, come kill your baby. Do as much as you want. And uh, we'll yeah, see. Spokane's going to have a great a great abortion industry because Idaho is one of those states that, that initially is moving to restrict abortion right away. Did you know right. a lot of the states actually, if you, if you investigate, a lot of states have anti-abortion laws on the books that they had, were not able to enforce because of the Supreme court ruling of Roe v. Right. Wade. Right. So as soon as the ruling was dropped, those laws went into effect immediately because they were already on the books in uh, I can't remember which state, but one state, it was an 18 some 90 law made abortion a felony. So, I mean, there we go. I mean, if I was like Planned Parenthood, I'd be like closing down, packing up and getting out of town right, right. now, because uh, just being there uh, you could get arrested right now. Right. It's, it has to, you know, that it would have had to done one today or something or whatever late yesterday. But um, the, this is, um, this is important, but I'm telling you, Marty, I don't think it's the it's the main issue of this election. I think the issue of this election is just the entire mess. And what we've got is we've got a small, fit-throwing, two-year-old, um, far-left, uh, satanic bunch of witches that are screaming and yelling and trying to make this thing a big deal. But I think mom and, you know, Mr. and Mrs. America and all you ships at sea – are going to say, you know, that is not as important to me as looking at my local Chevron station with five ninety nine for regular. Yeah, yeah. No, I hundred percent agree. The point is, is it's not going to be a motivating factor for more Democrats to turn out. Yes, they'll try to whip this up as some sort of like removing women's rights. No, there's still opportunities. Each state has their own rights to do whatever. It's still there's still gross. Um, abuses towards children allowed oh in many ways at every age um through sex trafficking human trafficking whatever um which we've got to deal with but we got to pray but you're right for this election it's the things that they always talk about the economy stupid right well it's the things that affect you how do you raise your family how do you what do you teach your kid what we saw over the last couple of years was critical race theory and uh, sexualizing our kids with the indoctrination with these radicalists getting involved in our education and politics and whatever the same people though out there shrieking about abortion are the same ones that are making it harder on each and every one of us, not only to trust government, but to deliver our own lives in a free way. So I, I think you're right. 
what we talk about the fact is look look at your your gas prices look at your home prices look at the fact that you can't buy a home if you're a young person uh, look at the fact that your freedoms have been restricted we have governments lock you down for over two years look at this the stock market's crashing we have this economy that's all been done through bad policy open borders all those are important issues brother and I, I think that we need to communicate very clearly uh, that if the Democrats are allowed to stay in power. The lockdowns are coming back. The masks, the shots, all this stuff are coming back. And, um, and you know, it's clearly been demonstrated. Uh, Joe Biden himself has said, oh, there's another pandemic coming. He's trying to prime the pump, get everybody ready for a nice winter lockdown. We can cancel Christmas again, brother. Remember that when they canceled Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. I went to Spokane, had a great time. Um, that, but, you know, I am willing to stand up against this. I'm willing to fight, but how many people are? I was out putting out yard signs last night, brother. And you? You know, one of the things I love about the Northwest is it was 10 o'clock and it was still light. <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. Brother. And, uh, but I, uh, I saw people, one of the places I parked uh, was one of our local hospitals. So I could walk up, you know, to the street and put some signs up for my campaign. And Brother, I saw people walking out of the hospital outside, sunny night, because it doesn't get dark till like 11, right? and wearing freaking masks. You know that virus can't live outside, brother. You know, I know. you're a yeah. medical guy. You yeah. used to be a medical guy. But the it virus does is get not, warm up there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't live outside for like more than like a couple of seconds, right? Because it's right. sunshine and fresh air and wind kill it. And yet, so so there are people that are buying this thing. They're, they're living this thing. And then the fact that the mask doesn't do anything anyway, even if the virus was around this cloth mask that your mom made for you or this, right. you know, paper mask that you got out of a box that specifically says on the side does not protect you against viruses. Why? Because it's, you know, 25 microns and a virus is five micron hole. Right. So, um, these things, you know, so, so we are in a, a battle for hearts and minds, no question mm-hmm. about it. And, uh, but I think God's on the move, brother. And I think that, um, you know, I just said, thank God, just like you, when the, this, this Roe v. Wade decision, this Casey decision uh, came down yesterday, I, I said, thank God for Donald Trump. You know, he didn't pick, um, political choices for Supreme court. He picked people that he knew would honor the constitution of the United States of America, brother. Yeah. A hundred percent. I tell you, I may be emotional anyway, because you might uh, bury my dad a week ago, so it may be too close. But when I heard the decision, I just literally, I bawled. I'm like, this is just amazing. Because we've been talking about this for years. It's one of those things where it's just, a, it breaks your heart to know that we've basically legalized for 50 years, 63 million deaths of babies. You know, and so we know those the, the blood of those infants were crying out to God. So I think the whole thing is it's it's not over, just the beginning, but it's a big victory. And for me to be that emotional, realizing that really it's 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 touched my heart. I think it's big on God's heart too. What do you think? Yeah, it's um, it's a day of of celebration, and um, and and we we don't want to we don't you know this is great. Um, you know, I had a, I had a fundraiser last week and uh-huh. like the, uh, by the way, brother, I got endorsed 
uh, for Congress by uh, former Congressman Dave Reichert uh, a couple of days ago. And so that's been excited. But uh, last night I got endorsed by King County Republican Party pre-primary brother. So things are happening. Um, but the um, one of the things that Matthew Patrick Thomas said at my fundraiser uh, just a few days ago is that we have to remember that in the midst of this red wave and all the stuff that's coming, that, that we shouldn't be so celebratory, but remember to have empathy for our neighbors that are struggling to fill their gas tank, that are struggling to put food on the table, to remember that, oh, we're not just happy that you're voting for us because yay, uh, but you know what, if, if you are trusting us with your vote and with your support and with your money, we are going to fight to get these gas prices down. We are going to fight to stop the inflation by strengthening the dollar, stopping the out of control greed and government corruption spending that's going on, the pork and all this stuff. So we're going to strengthen that dollar, build that dollar back up, arrest this inflation. Uh, we are going to uncork the energy resources we are we have plenty of gas natural gas oil all the resources we have plenty uh to to power america we don't need to import from our enemies and our sworn enemies uh to 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 do these things and you know the democrats want to make this all about roe v wade they want to make this all about ukraine and they want to make it about climate change and brother none of those things are even on people's radar Yep, 100%. It's funny, you mentioned Ukraine. We were talking about Ukraine for weeks and weeks until, okay, oh, look over here, the next subject, right? You know, we just spent billions of dollars over to Ukraine, left the southern border open. We're dealing with shortages of formula and food and shelves and so forth, all intentionally based on these bad policies. To your point, uh, people that are listening to that are voting, the Republicans need to go in open things back up, make sure that our, we're energy independent again, that we're strong, that we uh, um, improve the whole, the, um, the, the shipping back and forth, bring things back on shore. Like you said, Doug, it's really, really important and we can do it. It's a policy change in many ways. It can be done. It will be done. Mm -hmm. And uh, so did you, um, did you catch the story uh, last week about the card, the Q card that Biden took to this banquet he went to and uh it was set it said uh you will enter the room you will sit in your chair you will thank the people you will eat your dinner and then you will leave the room or something like that i mean it was like uh -huh. and then of course people are like okay what's wrong with the president right the president is supposedly the leader of the free world and if he has to be told to sit in his own chair there might be a problem brother yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. We're not mean or anti uh, the person of Biden, but he is. Uh, there's something wrong. Uh, dementia, there's some issues. He's been having a, a um, cue card for quite a while. Uh, it was uh, several months ago they caught him on the uh, lectern at the White House where he was only answer the questions and they had him written out answers for each one that they're going to ask. And, and even then he, he went off that, that lesson. Um, then they, they saw him again after the um, Supreme Court ruling on the Second Amendment case. And he was also reading off of a, a card where it says, do this, say this, don't do that. Uh, so this is an ongoing thing where someone 
handling him. You know, many like stars and whatever will have a handler, if you will. Not like this. He is the most powerful man in the world. The president of the United States of America um, is if, if he's having to be guided by people about what to do and what not to do, where to sit, what not to sit, what to say, what they can't say, where he has to ask permission. Uh, we have a very serious issue. I want to know who's in charge. I want to know who's guiding Biden. I want to know who's making the decisions um, and telling him what to speak. Don't you? Yeah, and and who actually is running things. Yeah. We know it's not Kamala, Kamala, whatever, because right. she can't put two words together and you know get the inflection right. But, um, you know, I heard a guy say, <laughs> I heard a guy say the other day, as bad as Joe Biden is and as terrible of a president he is, I pray to God every night that he doesn't die. Because right. if he dies, we get Kamala and it go, you know, from out of the frying pan into the fire, brother. I so, know. So we've got issues. Um, and of course, we can't talk about election integrity, right? We can't talk about that. Because it was the most secure election ever. Yet we have these states are now voting to decertify. We have all kinds of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Did you see Project Veritas came up on this, by the way, for our listeners? Um, The latest thing is the one lone FBI DOJ um, person that was looking into election integrity. His house was raided um, just a couple of days ago by the FBI. And so they're trying to silence anybody in the swamp that will take a look at this because they have something to hide. You know, we know this, but keep on the pressure. So right? uh, wasn't there another suicide mm-hmm. a week or two ago, another Clinton aide, the one that uh, we believe leaked the Russian dossier issue, uh, killed himself. He was able to hang himself and shoot himself in the chest. Uh, all at the same time, brother. Very talented, yeah. I mean, very do you talented. Hang yourself, suicide. then shoot yourself, or do you shoot yourself, then hang yourself? I mean, obviously, uh, it, it doesn't happen, people. No, um, any more than Jeffrey Epstein hung himself. Right. And we don't, we, you know, and we ta- and we've moved on from that. We've we've got Ghislaine Maxwell has you know slap on the wrist, right? And and now that's all swept under the rug, as well. You know, we have got to demand that this stuff stays fresh in people's minds. We've gotten yep. so used to this, you know, you know, roll down, roll down, roll down on your newsfeed, right? From, from Facebook, right. give me the latest news. Right. Give me the latest prophecy, the news cycle, right? Right. Yeah. Give me the latest prophecy. You know, I went back brother and I listened to Kent Christmas on new year's Eve, 2019, 2020. And um, this is one of the reasons why I like this guy. And I thought I'm going to go back and listen to the 2020 prophecy from Kent Christmas. Right. Nashville, uh, Regeneration Nashville Church. And he said about 15 minutes into this thing, within three months, I'm going to close down sports and movies and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he nailed right. it. He's like the only guy, right? That, that this prophetic voice. So, you know, maybe we need to go back and look at some of the old stuff, right? And people have been, you know, even the Roe v. Wade, they've been saying, oh, it's going to be overturned and things like that. I don't think God moves on our timetable, brother. What do you think? hundred uh, percent don't think it moves on our timetable. His timing's perfect. Thank God we're alive during his timing here. And I do think that we're here for a purpose, a specific purpose. And we're getting to see amazing things. But yeah, no, we can't rush God. Yeah, he will do his will when he chooses to, right? The perfect timing. You know, uh, 
the Bible says by, by faith and patience, we inherit the kingdom of God, patience. And, uh, you know, of course we, we all remember the, the faith movement, right? Kenneth Hagin and all this stuff. And, you know, you gotta have faith and, and, uh, you know, God bless, uh, uh, you know, the faith movement, but have you ever heard of a patience movement? No, 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 there's no patience movement. Well, guess what? The Lord's having his own patience movement. I do believe that the, the election was stolen and I believe it's coming out. And I believe that all of this stuff is we're in the process of apocalypto in the Greek, but you know, or you could call it apocalypse, but it means revelation. Everything's being revealed. Mm. And um, you know what they're trying to do, the, the Democrats, these divisive racist Democrats, what they're doing to our kids right now. See, they, if they can't kill them, then they want to sexualize them, abuse them. What is it about the devil and wanting to destroy innocence, right? That's like right. his, his number one thing, you know, it's enough, you know, he wants to kill everybody he comes to kill, steal and destroy, get it. But for some reason, he really wants to just like get an inroad and target these kids. And then when you resist, then he calls you names and right. he says, you're the bigoted one and all this kind of stuff. Because you don't want your kids, your grandkids uh, turned into little pervs, right? That's what my, my daughter said. They're trying to turn my boys into little pervs. And, um, you know, we got this big controversy going on up here at the, the I think it's the uh, KSD, Kent School District. Uh-huh. And uh, somebody discovered this book in the one of the Renton schools or one of these schools, uh, Junior High Library. So what's that, 11 to 13? Something okay. like that. Yeah. 12 ish, 12 to 14 and uh, middle school. Yes. And it's called the Jack of hearts and other parts, brother. Don't look it up. Well, oh my gosh, it but it's, you know, it says, you know, the first time he took it in the butt, it was weird, but it's, it's weird for everybody. I mean, literally on the shelf in the junior high being pushed. Um, and I wonder is, who put it there. Right. Yeah. And now we've got, you know, and you know, hooray. Disney is is off 50%. Their stock is down 50%. Did you know Disney is now offering to fly their employees or cover the travel expenses of any employee that needs an abortion? Right? Who is this? Oh this is gosh. not the Walt Disney Company of, you know, oh, and please God, make Grumpy like me, you know, of right. Snow White in the 30s, right? So we're um we're now I'm gonna say go go woke, go broke. Right. Go woke, go broke. You know, feel. Oh, have you seen the new Obi One series? Don't care. Don't want to watch it. Oh, have you seen the new Doctor Strange movie? Nope. Don't care. Don't watch it. Not interested. It, I it don't is, care. Uh, why would I? I why would I subject myself to that crap? No, hundred percent. This is one of those things, though, where either they were never like that before, and they are now, like something dramatically changed, or they're being revealed for who they really are. When they were going uh, falsely claiming the don't say gay bill in Florida, and when they're going after that, like, okay, that's who you are. And then now on, they're adding on fuel to the fire. We're going to fly people to get abortions. That's not pro-kid. That's not even pro. Okay, this is your true agenda. When we look at Jelaine Maxwell, you said, and Epstein and the Clintons and all those related, we know that there are major world leaders tied up in this great pedophilia ring the abuse of young children. We know that sex trafficking, human trafficking is a big business across the Southern border in many of our states. And it's being perpetrated and perpetuated by having an open border. 
and tying the hands of the Border Patrol, which is the primary agency that's supposed to control or to research and to stop uh, human trafficking. So th- these are human rights issues at the major scale being allowed, enabled, and uh, hidden, if you will, by the, by the left. And so right now, the fact that some of this is being exposed is really up to incumbent upon the citizens and those that they elect to expose this, hold them accountable, and throw them in jail. You know, and in many cases, uh, maybe worse than that, um, but we, we need to reverse this. We need to hold people accountable to hurt children to the nth degree. Absolutely. I, um, I am uh, 100% in agreement with you on this. We are, we are looking at, um, you know, a revelation of what's going on. Uh, Walmart just canceled my pillow, right? And so, and what is Walmart really? Walmart is an outlet, is a Chinese outlet. It's where you go to buy your cheap, plasticky, crappy Chinese junk, right? right. You save money, live better. No, you save money and buy crap, right? It's time for Walmart to choke and go broke. And um, let's start like, you know, where's the made in USA? Where's right. the toys? Where's the stuff? Where's the broom? Where's the pillow? Where's the bedding? Where's the Mem- shoes yeah, made in the USA? Where's 15, the textiles? 20 years ago, um, there was a big um, protest by conservatives saying the place, things like Walmart, these box stores coming in, drove out local businesses uh, out of business because they couldn't compete. They brought in cheaper Chinese made stuff for less money. And we as consumers go, well, we like cheap, right? And so we lost a lot of these local small businesses. It's, it's time to support local small businesses and bring them back. Do you think? Brother, I got, I got some jeans. Yes. And they were made offshore. And I mean, jeans are jeans, right? They're mm-hmm. jeans. And I mean, I wore these things for like a month and you know, you don't wear them every day and they already got holes in them. And I'm, I'm not talking about the jeans that came with the holes. I'm talking right. about new holes that they're so thin. They're so crappy. I'm like, wow, I didn't save any money because I already got a, re- you know, I remember getting a pair of Levi's or something, USA Levi's. I mean, you wore those things for like 10 years and they never yes. got a hole in them. Right. Cause they're right. thick and all. So, so, uh, my, uh, late drummer <laughs> said that he, his dad used to say, we don't have enough money to buy cheap stuff. You know, we're not rich enough to afford cheap crap. Cause you got to keep buying it, keep replacing it, keep throwing it in the landfill. Okay. Yep. So it doesn't help the environment. And my dad uh, was that way. It's, it's time, man. It's time for us to stand up and just, you know, pay the price and let's, let's onshore our manufacturing. I even heard brother, I think I might've mentioned this last week that there is a strategic component in our nuclear arsenal that's made in China, brother. That's not right. And when I get to Congress and, and you get to Congress and whatever, that's not going to happen. We're not going to allow any strategic element that is necessary for our defense to come from our enemy. So part, let me get this straight. First of all, we have part of the components that allows us to defend ourselves from a nuclear level for a a existential threat is made in China. So if they decide not to make it, or there's some kind of shipping problem, or if there's um, a bug in it, or there's a bug, they don't, yeah, go ahead and launch your nuclear weapons because they're not going to go off. Or we'll right. make them, or maybe we'll detonate them in Kansas, 
Okay. Now, oh, and then you add in the fact that during the Clinton administration, when she was Secretary of State during the Obama administration, they sold off our uranium stores to Russia. It seems like, huh, these seem like enemy of the state, brother. Seem like people that want something, the downfall of America. So you essentially made us weakened. We've got to pull that back. You're right. When you, when you get there and when I get there, we've got to pull back all the reins so that we're manufacturing our stuff here on our soil and that we don't have to depend on, on our enemies uh, to defend ourselves. That's like, that's, honestly, that's like having a gun, but the bullets are made in China, right? Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's like in World War II, you're on the beach in Normandy f- fighting the Nazis and you're importing the bullets from Germany. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's worse. <laughs> Cause guess what? They not going to send them to you. Right. They're not right. going to. So we need to have that kind of like, you know, savvy. I mean, this is not like, you have, it's not rocket science, right? We don't have to be the smartest person in the world to know that that's not right. And these are the kind of things that we need to, to uh, make our stand on and uh, domestic production of strategic things, domestic uh, production of strategic materials, domestic production of textiles and clothes and food and everything. We have to be self-sufficient, brother. We cannot be held hostage to anyone for anything. And uh, so that's, uh, that's huge. And then there's another import that I'm extremely concerned with, and it comes directly from China. It's pretty proven. And that is fentanyl. Fentanyl mm-hmm. comes from China, brother. We had 100,000 uh, Americans die of fentanyl in 2021. Now, if China came in the country and killed 100,000 Americans, uh, and they didn't do it covertly like that, we would say that was an act of war, brother. That's yep. like that's like nuking a small city, right? And I had lunch, I had coffee with the chief of police here in Kent a couple of days ago because I was talking about, you know, my office being burglarized four right. times by the same guy after we already had him identified. They are going to arrest him, brother. Oh, I want to talk about that in a second, but I want to talk about what he told me about fentanyl. Fentanyl now, they are actually lacing it into marijuana. So when you get your marijuana from the little cannabis shop down on the corner, it's not addictive enough. So they lace it with fentanyl so it becomes more addictive. So you got to get down and get your next marijuana. That's the whole – see, even though these are like little pot shops and whatever, it's still organized crime, brother. Even though it's, quote, legal. You can't – you know, when you legalize sin, brother, organized crime is still there. It's just – they're just yeah. wearing the suits. The black market and, yeah. still there. They have money. They have ties, whatever, to your point. Fentanyl is the drug we used to use in the OR to make sure people stayed numb. I mean, actually almost dead during anesthesia. Because you have a thing to put them to sleep. You have a, a gas to keep them asleep, But you need something so they don't feel pain. That's where fentanyl came in. But you did it in very small doses based on the, the body weight of the person. And it's very risky. Taking that on your own as a drug addict, that's why people die. You overdose super easy. And the fact is that the fentanyl is coming across our Southern border because it's unprotected through these gangs, through the MS-13 to whatever it may be. So China's has a route. They have a a freeway and that's why they don't want the Southern border. 
closed down. We've got to secure our border. We've got to enforce the drug laws. It's not a war on drugs. And they it's, own it's, the Lindsey Grahams and the Chuck yep. Schumers and the Joe Bidens and the Hunter Biden. They own them. Yep. And that's how they're getting their their millions. But you know what? When America falls, that millions is going to fall with them. They're going to be yep. like Judas hanging in their own, you know, throw the mm-hmm. 30 pieces of silver down. It's not going to help. You know, I was thinking about the movie, The Rocketeer. I don't know if you remember The Rocketeer from the no. early 90s. The guy had this jet pack thing and it was a Disney movie. And it was all during the, the World War II and there was these gangsters and stuff like that. But when the big gangster figured out that the one, the one main bad guy in the movie was using these gangsters and stuff was a Nazi, they turned, they said, no, you know, I might be a, I might be a crook, but America, I fight for America. Right. I don't remember if you remember that movie, but I was reminded no. of that, you know, and at some point we're going to have to say, you know what? I live here. This is where I live. And regardless of how I feel about the left, the right, the center, whatever, um, when are we going to stand up for America, brother? Right. You mentioned if a uh, hundred thousand people were killed by China, coming into our country, it would be an invasion, it'd be an attack, it'd be responded to. I would argue with you, in many ways, COVID, in many ways, the southern border being open, the fentanyl is an assault, is an invasion that's being perpetrated and allowed. And we need to be aware of and of why is that this is what it is. This is an invasion, this is a takeover. And it's what we do with our time right now that will make a difference. Um, anyway. And uh, so then the Biden administration this last week worked to, I believe, through executive order, um, eliminate this product called Jules. I don't know if you've heard of Uh Jules, but it's a vaping type product, right? Yep. And now they're saying, yeah. And so now these Jules are going to go on the black market. And I was listening to uh, one of the, the conservative shows and they said, now the problem is when they go on the black market, they will lace th- those with fentanyl. So there is a, a move to, uh, to addict and to destroy. And uh, one of the things that the chief of police, uh, Chief Padilla said here in Kent is that many of the four, over 400 deaths uh, in King County alone last year from fentanyl and he said that's way more than died by a gunshot, way more than died by any other traffic accident, anything. It's like by far the leading cause of death in King County last year. But he said many of those deaths were first-time users, just like you said, OD so fast that they, they're experimenting with it or whatever, and they're dead, and it's yep. over. And the wages of sin is always going to be death, brother. But, you know, don't think, you know, you're – Sometimes you just don't get by with stuff. Sometimes it happens quick, you know, and we've seen that, you know, people, uh, you know, they, they uh, have sex, have sex and they get pregnant first time. Right. Yep. First, yep. there's, there's something about like restrain yourself. You know, all these, all these women that like, oh, I want my body, my choice. Well, why don't you choose to keep your pants on, you know, you or, or, or why don't you choose to abstain? Or whatever. My kids, my son's or got get married that, yeah. and do it the right way, right? With yeah. one man, one woman, right? Yeah. So the the Bible's pretty clear about you know don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, right? That stuff still works, brother. Yeah, I think I think it does. It's, it's proved the test of time, and we keep on trying to improve it, and we don't. We mess it up. So tell me about the the ongoing problem with this uh, this criminal in Kent. 
Well, okay. So, um, he, you know, he came into my office, uh, while we were coming home from Wenatchee, there's a big, uh, Washington state Republican party thing. Um, but he hit the building. Uh, they got him on security cameras. He took an item of mine that I was able to trace, get his picture, his license number, and a picture of his giant thousand pound pet pig on a rope. Pig. I think okay. fairly, yeah. fairly identifiable person. Right. When I told the cops he had a pet, he had a pig, they went, oh, we know who it is. So um, it took forever, but they compared my pictures with the security camera pictures. Um, he's in one of the pictures holding my item. That's a traceable item under his arm. And uh, so they said, we have enough to charge him. Now, this is where it gets weird. Okay. Because, uh, the justice system, as you may or may not know, brother, is more than the cops on the ground. The justice system, the cops charge them, and then it goes to the prosecutor. And then from the prosecutor, if they continue and pursue the case, it goes before a judge. And so it's like a funnel. It's like a justice funnel. The top of the funnel is the cops. The middle of the funnel is the prosecutor. And the bottom of the funnel is the justice, is the judge, and then hopefully out of the funnel into some sort of diversion, incarceration or something that will cause people to be deterred from stealing your stuff, brother, right. or hurting you. Right. And what happens is prosecutors aren't prosecuting. They're making deals, <laughs> excuse me, or they're referring the, or they're refusing to take the case. And so what I, my conversation with the chief was, well, tell you what, chief, why don't you guys just do your job? Why don't you just do what you do, and then I'll do with the prosecutor what I'm doing with you. I'll be the, the squeaky gear. He goes, well, I know you know how to do that because you're having coffee with me. Right. And uh, then, he's, then, then he says, but Doug, a lot of times I go to the, these judges, and the judges, for example, just a few weeks ago, the judge took a guy who had been, was in his court, and he had done a shooting, brother. He had done a okay. violent shooting. The judge did not put him in jail. He gave him, he released him with a wrist bracelet, right? Are you wrist, serious? An ankle, right. an ankle, no, yeah. an ankle bracelet. Okay. An ankle bracelet. Uh, within a few days of getting released with this ankle bracelet, he cut the ankle bracelet off and committed homicide, brother. He killed somebody. So we have to look, you know, everybody wants to focus on the cops. The cops are demoralized. They arrest yeah. people and an hour later, they're back in the street. And yep. they're like, why am I bothering? Um, we have to start to focus on the prosecutors. Why are you not prosecuting these criminals? And we have to focus on the judges. Why are you letting these criminals off? What's happening is they're becoming more and more brazen. And that's why we have skyrocketing, literal doubling of crime rates. It's, it's not, it's not yeah. double the criminals, brother. It's right. double the crime from the same criminals because they know Nothing is going to happen. Even that and, special with Eric, Eric Roberts, where the guy had been arrested 70 times, multiple offender in and out, knew the systems. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the problem. And these guys, they do that. They go multiple times. They get in, they get out, they go. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous, brother. And, and we, can, we can stop this at the citizen level. One of the things that we need to do as we need to start looking at these court cases as they come out and reviewing them and looking at what is this, um, what is this uh, outcome and why is this, this judge 
letting these hardened criminals off. And then we need to start to make those people famous and make those voices heard. You know, one of the big deals, brother, is they um, literally these judges run unopposed. And so we have attorneys that are, again, the same type of thing where these attorneys are basically um, more concerned about making money and building their practice. And they're not doing their duty. They're not doing their job by running for judge. You know, I think every attorney, it would be, I think it'd be so helpful for every attorney to literally take, run for judge, take a position as a judge. And, uh, and then they would have that perspective, right? If, if they're, if they're um, uh, hearing a case that is, um, that is uh, coming up before them, a criminal case, a property crime case, uh, a violent crime case, or whatever, then they, then, uh, they would understand better how to be a prosecutor or how to be a defense attorney because they could look at that from the perspective. And when are we going to stop whether these attorneys are uh, doing, uh, uh, you know, whether they're doing criminal law, property law, or whatever, when are we going to stop being so self-focused, so self-centered, right? And then we, we, what we want to do is we want to um, have uh, people that care about the community. What is what I'm doing, doing for the health of the community. What is what I'm doing, helping our kids, helping our neighborhoods, helping our schools, helping our local businesses. How is, is my activity, my action doing, what is it doing to affect uh, my neighborhood and my community? And, uh, and then us, you know, as Christians, as believers, as people of God, as citizens, of, of Washington or whatever state you live in as, as uh, uh, citizens of America, what am I doing to make America better? What am I doing to make my neighborhood better? What am I doing to, to make, you know, am I, you know, so when I'm saying, you know, people are selfish or whatever, am I saying that only about them or can I shine that light on myself? What have I done to improve my neighborhood? What have I done to improve my community, my school, and, uh, you know, all these different things. So we do want to think about our families. Obviously, charity begins at home, right? I mean, so basically, people that uh, the Bible says, you know, if you don't take care of your own family, you're worse than an unbeliever, right? So we do, we want to take care of our family, our kids, our spouse, these different things. But then from there, when that's good, and we're solid, then what are we doing about our neighbor, you know, what did, what did, uh, what did, uh, God say to, uh, Cain? He's like, Hey, where's your brother? And Cain says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, the, an- the answer is yes, we are our brother's keeper. We do need to reach out. We do need to help them, uh, when they're in need. Think about the good Samaritan, right? This good Samaritan, um, this guy's going on a trip. He gets, he gets robbed. He gets beaten. And, you know, this priest goes by, Oh, crosses the street. I can't help that guy. Another guy comes by thinking about his reputation, a Levite. And then this, this outsider, this Samaritan dude, he comes by and he has compassion. He, he picks this dude up. He doesn't know anything about him. 
um, you know, he's a Jew and, and the other guy's a Samaritan. They don't usually hang out together, but what does he do? And, and we all know the story, how he takes care of the guy. He's like, does, gives him first aid, give him CPR or whatever, uh, buys him some, uh, you know, uh, some food, some medicine. Uh, and then he puts him up, he like goes to a hotel and he puts him up and he's, he's like, um, I'm a, you know, I want to, you know, here's my credit card, take care of this guy until I come back and, you know, make sure this guy gets taken care of, you know, where is that today? Where are we? Could we be that guy? Could we, could we do that? And I think we can, I think it's, I think it's doable. And I'm hoping that we, uh, will become the salt and light that Jesus wanted us to do. Wow. We are running out of time. And somehow or other, Marty got disconnected. But, you know, I'm still here. I'm Doug Bassler. And my uh, good friend, Marty McLennan, is around somewhere. And he'll probably pop back in in a second. But I just want to remind you, you can listen to past podcasts of Doug and Marty versus the World. You can tell your smart speaker, hey, hey, Alexa, plays Doug and Marty versus the World. And she'll do it. You can also find us at DougAndMarty.com. DougAndMarty.com. Hey, looking forward to seeing you all next week. This is Doug Bassler, Doug and Marty versus the World. <laughs>